Fly away, Peter. Fly away, Paul. Stay away, Peter. Come back, Paul. And Alan, you can come back as well. I thought, that, is, that, is that from the same nursery rhyme as put your left foot in? No. That's different one. Oh, the okie cokey. Uh, that, that wasn't a nursery rhyme? No. Okay. I remember ring a ring a rosies was actually to do with the, uh, the plague, wasn't it? Do you remember that? I don't know. I knew someone called Rosemary once, and she was a bit of a plague. Okay. <laughs> yeah, ring a ring a rosies was, in fact, the plague. They used to have roses to disguise the the odor the stench of decaying flesh lovely welcome to the show everyone it is caxton radio and it's the alan malinik hour now we've got on to nursery rhymes roses are much better rose petals are much better in cake i had some yesterday in cake cake you joking i just not i nearly said something else there no i i'm very serious you make cake and you put rose petals in well someone did i'm not much of a baker but uh the cake that I sampled because I was I was commissioned to um, yes to sample cake. What a terrible of, job! I, it was horrendous. We would like you to try all this cake. I know, horrible. I don't want that job. Are you fat? I will be. <laughs> <laughs> straight straight to the hard hitting questions here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you were, you were you were given cake with rose petals in it. There was rose petals. There was crushed 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 rose petals and, and pistachios on the icing. And the icing wasn't the icing. The icing was cream. And it was it was exceptional. It was, was it a carrot cake? exceptionally good. No, no. It was just a... It was... It had a hint of lemon in it. It was oh. like a you know, normal cake. I, I don't know about cakes, man. I just... You, know, you just eat them. Can do, yeah. I mean, and there uh, is something to be said for we eat with our eyes. And perhaps with our noses. And Have our you noses. ever tried to eat food with a blocked nose? Indeed. It, the taste pointless. just disappears. That's right. I read somewhere, if you block your nose... And if you give someone a cube of potato mm-hmm. or a cube of apple yep. and block your nose, you can't tell the difference. Tell the difference. Yeah. That's quite incredible, hey? Yeah. To think of how important your olfactory system That's is right. when it comes to taste. I'm not so sure about that whole taste bud thing. I think no. it's actually your, your smell buds in your, in your tongue. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you've just started streaming Caxton Radio, in 66 seconds we have gone from... Nursery rhymes <laughs> to rose petals in cake to the olfactory system. I think I'm, I'm using the right word. It is indeed. It is the Malinik hour. And, and let me tell you, if that last 66 seconds wasn't enough to just cover everything, then I don't know what. I think you should just is that play, it? Can we go home Play now? music. Go are we, home. Are we done? We'll go find cake. Yeah, well, that's a good idea. There's got to be some here at Emperor's Palace. <laughs> now, what is happening oh. in the world of Alan? Because it is your show. Well, it is your hour. At, well, you your know, 45 minutes. I had a, I had a very. We were chatting just just before we started, and um, off the air. And I had a very interesting chat yesterday. I uh, had a very nice breakfast mm-hmm. at um, a place called the Shed and Silo. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's off, off Thomas it? Road, off Thomas Road, which is off High Road. No, right? I, I think you may have mentioned it to me before. That's not where they do the Christmas thing. No, no, that's that's at Revet. Yeah, that's that's closer to where. I'm we sure, are you've on mentioned the, the Shed and yeah. Silo, or I Dave's have, mentioned yeah. it for what some? Do they could do, have, they, Dave, do Dave events or things there? Or uh, I'm, I'm not sure about events, but I, it yeah. sounds familiar. Anyway, so the Shed and sh- <laughs> the Shed and, shed and, shed and Silo. It's funny that you should say that because yesterday, as I was driving in, I thought to myself, "Well, I wonder how Sean Connery would say this." Oh, the Shed and Well, he won't say it at all now (laughs) because he's dead. Not much. (laughs) Um, So the Shed and Silo, which is off what street? Just off High Road? Just off off Thomas, yeah. Okay. And it's an eatery of sorts. An eatery. And it's a wonderful place. And the reason we went there is because a mate of ours has got – there's a few things happening on this big property. It's it's an enormous property, and it's really – 
nicely presented. And um, his interest in the concern is that he's got a couple of tunnels and he's growing heirloom type seed veggies and things like that. Corn that actually looks like corn used to oh. look a thousand years ago. As opposed to the genetically yep. modified stuff. E- exactly. Okay. And, and all of those things. And really nice fresh veg and, and, and so on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, along with all of this is, is an eatery. And uh, Jackson and I went there and had breakfast. And um, at a, as we do, we end up chatting about, I suppose, cerebral type things, you know, mm-hmm. things that, that concern the planet and how it turns and all of that. And we, <coughs> we, we got into a, a fairly in-depth discussion about, about a few things. And I, I came out with the theory that I think that all of our I'm, I'm pretty sure that all of the all of the problems that we have on the planet right now are genetically hardwired into people, and this <clears throat> comes from my thinking that there is so little difference genetically between primates and humans, and and in fact many things and humans. There's very little in in terms of difference in isn't the, the pig DNA. one of the closest animals to us with its DNA. <laughs> Judging by some people I know, yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I remember reading about it, which is why so many experiments were done on pigs. Yeah. Pigs are apparently very close to humans. So I understand what you're getting at yeah. with DNA and, the, and the, the, the whole string of how we are made being similar. And I was just thinking that the, the, the psychology of it is this, that, you know, you and I see things in relatively the same light. I mean, yeah. we, we see things differently, sure. But we, we have... The, a primary thing we have the ability to discuss to discuss something and differ yep. in, in our opinion on it and neither one of us gets offended neither one of us takes umbrage at it it's just a case of well your life experience dictates that that's what your you know your view of the world mm. is like as as does mine and because i think perception is guided by experience 100% 100% which is why you can have identical twins even born yes. to the same parents grown up in the same house who've got completely divergent views, views. Yes, yeah indeed so what did you talk about during your breakfast at the shed and shiloh that led you to believe that we are more closely related well, to primates it, than we'd like to think <laughs> i don't i don't know that it's that it's just that it, I, I i started looking at that as being the reason for why some people or rather, why we have the situation on the planet that we have at the or that we seem to have at the moment, where there are a, a very small group, a small minority of people who can see the problems for what they are. Mm-hmm. Everyone else just exactly <laughs> sheeps along. And hasn't it always been like that, though? Well, I think it has. I just think that either there there are two things: either we are more aware of it because people are more connected yep. nowadays, or or it's or, got worse, or they've or they've overbred. You know, it's it's quite simple. And understand this 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 is a a, a global phenomenon, mm. the way I see it. This is not this thing transcends continents and you know demographics it, 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 and absolutely. race and cultures. Hundred percent. Know. I mean in, in any culture, in any race, there are idiots and there are people that can think. It's yep. it's that simple. And I I was wondering if this is as simple a thing as it's just one little switch in the DNA sequence that's that's tweaked. That because that guy has got uh, that little switch clicked on or mm-hmm. off, he doesn't worry about what is going to happen beyond the next five minutes, beyond tomorrow, beyond six months' time. Is he is he going to look at? Uh, 
that it's important to actually have some food for the winter because it's going to get cold and if he doesn't he'll starve is is this a hardwired thing is it a is it just or is it as simple as people just being damned lazy and i think it's upbringing more than anything if you, if you grew up in a home for instance where your parents didn't instill any values in thinking for the future where the paycheck came home with dad on a Friday night and by Saturday morning he was hung over and broke mm. because he spent his wages on, on going out and having a booze up. Sure. Then if you grew up in an environment like that, then chances are you just got to repeat the cycle. We've seen history repeats itself. And yet, and yet there are good examples of people that have pulled themselves out of, out of the depths of very few though I think horror. We yeah. know those stories and we hear them and sure. we embrace them and we notice them because, because it, they makes, are, it yeah, yes. makes us feel good yeah. because one out of a hundred you know I'm not sure what the statistics are somebody somewhere would be able to tell you if you took 50 people who are drug addicts and admitted them to a drug rehabilitation center and put them through the system and the process, how many actually come out the other end? And in a year, in a year from there, how many of them are off the streets versus back on drugs? Um, I think you will find that the majority of feel-good stories mm. form the minority oh, definitely. when it comes to the statistics. Oh, def- definitely. But I want to touch on something that you just said now about DNA and yeah. genes, because this is yeah. very interesting. Have you heard of Way? Gene Way. Yeah. No. Gene Way is a company, and what they do is they test your DNA. Okay. Now, I'm about to do this. They're sending me the test kit as we speak. It'll be arriving at my home. It's all a, a self-testing thing. Okay. And they literally, they inspect and break down your DNA. I think it's just a, um, a little uh, prick of the finger, a blood test like you would with yeah. uh, for blood sugar or cholesterol. Yeah. And you, you send through the results or drop them off at your local pharmacy or, or clinic or whatever it might be. And they do a full analysis of your DNA That's to the point where they're able to tell you, okay, you are predisposed to, mm. if, you're a, if you're a female, breast cancer or cervical cancer. Or if you're a male, um, heart failure, hypertension. They, they literally, they can break down to... I don't know how many classifications, there's, there's not quite hundreds, but dozens of different classifications. Mm. They will tell you, for instance, that your body is best suited for certain exercise. So you've Dri- got driving, you- not running. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well you've, you, you know, all, all this time you've been trying to run the comrades and you can never understand why you get to the halfway mark and, and collapse. After the first hundred meters, it yeah. was difficult. <laughs> where, where actually your, your genes, the imprint in your genes is yeah. that you are, for instance, a sprinter. They, they yeah. literally, they analyze everything. And one of the things, because you've turned up, you, you've, you've spoken about turning something on or off. Yes. One of the things that we spoke about is, for instance, they have identified a gene in human that is your um, your aggressive, reactive, kind of fight or flight molecule or gene or whatever it is. It's a gene of the, sorts. The trigger of sorts. Yeah. Yes. And they have researched this, and it's conclusive, that many people don't have that gene active. It's, yeah. it's dormant. Mm-hmm. And the good news is you can awaken genes. So it's not like, well, that's your gene. That's how it is. Tough. Enjoy sure. the rest of your life. Knowing about it, and that's the whole purpose of having the test, is to be aware of what condition your body's in. Mm-hmm. But what they've shown is that people who are, for instance, prone to road rage, people who um, react, who are the first to start fights, who become aggressive, 
that gene is prevalent in their system. It's mm-hmm. a very strong gene, their, their fight or, or, or flight gene. Mm-hmm. Where other more passive, relaxed people who, and I'm sure you've met them, it takes a lot to wind them up. They sure. don't get cross about anything. They're very cool, calm, and collected. Yeah. Generally, what they're finding is that that specific gene, that fight or flight gene, is, is actually inactive. It's dormant. It's switched off. Mm. And there are many, and, and I'll be able to, to give you some feedback on exactly how this gene way test works because I'm doing it myself. Um, and and, and there's, there's obviously a couple of reasons for that. Number one, I'm very interested to know sure. about it. And number two, they're keen for me to share the story with people and talk about it and, yeah. and educate people because yeah. knowing the condition of your body, it's kind of a bit like knowing your car. All right, my tires are all inflated. I've got nice low suspension, so I'm not going to be able to go down a dirt road to the shed and silo, mm. but I can, I can hot foot it down the, uh, the toll road at, at 180 and I'll be fine. Yeah. So yeah. knowing the condition of your body starts allowing you to understand why you behave in certain ways. Mm. Um, there's a whole load of tests they do. They do a food intolerance test as well, that for instance. That be very interesting. And yeah, so it, it, it makes me think that you are spot on where you say, it's in the genes and it's kind of like that switch is just hard, off hardwired yeah, yeah because i think well that might not be hardwired i do think that it's and, and i'm not an expert in in gene studies what would mm. you call it a not a genealogist because that means something else i think it's a family um, tree thing yeah a geneticist or whatever um, a geneticist there we go that's the word yeah if a geneticist uh, i don't know what but it, it is interesting because a lot of it, I think, is upbringing. A lot of it is cultural. And I think you've got this big soup, this big mix of things yes. that can make you a completely different person. I've often wondered, yeah. would I be the same Paul I am now if we'd never immigrated out of the UK? 100%. And I don't think I would be. I'd prob- I might have the same interests. I might still be running. Yeah. I'm sure I'd still love radio. Yeah. But you'll probably find... I would be a completely different person in terms of how I live my life. Yeah, your life experience would, would drive you in different directions. Yeah. The, the opportunities open to you. I mean, just the fact that the sun shines here I was here just more. about to say, climate. Yeah. Outdoor the, person versus indoor person. The, the climate, the, the diet, you know, just those things alone can, I think, affect you greatly. So, yeah, I found it, I, I found the thought interesting and worth, worth exploring because... Although it might not be a hardwired thing, I think that there are there's some there's some foundational you know basis for it, and uh, that we we often we we try and explain all these things psychologically, and uh, maybe, maybe we're kind of looking in the wrong place all the, or some of the time. Um, I don't I don't for a moment think that you can't change it. Mm. I I have the belief that you can consciously change your physiology and and i would think that that goes down to a genetic type or a dna type level i mean bruce lipton have you read any of his books yeah long back yeah Um, biology of belief i think it's called isn't it yeah Uh, is it called biology of belief but basically he believes that your mind ultimately plays out in your body so 100 you can think yourself well you can think yourself healthy I, i think you can think beyond that i can think i think that you can think your yourself into a different or I think you can think your environment different as it were I've had I think we've spoken about this I've had experiences with fire walking where the only way I can explain what occurred is that you you actually end up in a in a mind state where you are literally changing the physical world around you in your immediate in your immediate presence you are changing that reality it reminds me of that experiment they did. And I don't remember all the details. You may may remember where they did a study. I think it was of photons. They were looking at light and they observed that. Oh, the, the whole wave particle theory thing. Yeah. Yeah. They observed that when 
when you looked at it, it changes. Yeah. It changed. Yes. When you didn't look at it, yeah. it was something different. So there was almost this, yeah. dare I call it, intelligence. It's dependent upon the ob- observer. Yes. Yeah. Where, where they, they've literally, and again, you could Google this. I, I forget the exact terminology for the study that they did. But they had all sorts of fancy equipment and measuring yes. things. And they figured out that on observation, yep. this particle behaved differently. Uh, when, when you don't look at it, it had a completely different behavior to when you were looking at it. Yes. And I don't know if that went as far as saying, well, let's put a hidden camera here and see if it knows. <laughs> don't tell the experiment that the camera's on. Yes. Yeah. But don't joke. I, I, we've spoken about this uh, in the coaching hour. And although a lot of the stuff I think is kind of like airy fairy and like, ooh, there's something to be said for it. And oh, there's something so. to be said for. And I'm not talking. Sorry. I'm not talking about these money making motivational speakers no. who have these YouTube channels with sometimes hundreds of, of thousands or millions of followers where yeah. it's really all about buying their latest book yep. or, or coming along to, to enjoy their latest webinar or seminar. Yeah. I'm talking about the deep down almost spiritual side of things. And I'm not talking about this in a religious sense or, no, no. or, or, a, or a godly sense, but there is definitely more to us. No, it's, than, a, it's a fundamental human sense. It's, mm. it's what makes us us. And as you say, you know, you're not talking about it in like woo-woo type terms. You know, I've been involved for decades now in esoteric type type things. And I, I can attest to the fact that there are things that happen that are not explainable by, you know, in, in, in normal terms. In today's terms. Because no. if you think about it, imagine if you had created flight yes. 50 years before the Wright brothers. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you'd done that. Yeah. People would be looking up at the sky and they would be unable to explain. Fast forward 150, 200 years, and now Isn't anyone who's been to school understands the basic theory of flight. So yeah. what we don't understand now yeah. in 2021, That's right. in, in 10, 15, 20 years, there's a huge possibility that there will be a better understanding of that. And, oh, right. This all makes sense now. And, ah, and here's an idea. How many people that use these smartphones even begin to understand that, that type of thing? I certainly don't. I mean, I understand, yes, it's some high-tech alien stuff. And okay. What do you mean, understand how the phone works? How the, fun- how the thing functions. You know, I-, I, can, I can switch the phone on and I can see the image of somebody on the other side of the planet and talk to them in real time. Yeah. But, it, but explain to someone how that's happening and what's happening with the technology and Ooh. how's it getting here. Different story. I know. don't know that we'd actually be able to hold a, a, a decent conversation with a guy that does understand how that stuff works. The guy that designs this stuff and writes the code and designs the hardware and designs the machines that make the hardware. And I, I know something about making machines, but making things that design silicon wafers and 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 you know integrated circuits that's, but having that's said on that, another you level could, you could probably watch a couple of youtube videos or spend <laughs> spend a few hours in the classroom with somebody who does understand that yeah. and you'd get it you might you might get it i think you, you would you you're an intelligent chap you might but i i also am in awe of the the level of technology because mm. i i just i see it as uh, people, people taking things like this for granted. You know, I'm, I'm holding the phone up here, but oh yeah, because pe- I think depending on your age, you were born into a world where it existed. That's right, and the fact that it just works yeah. is is all that's actually important. That's it. Um, and very few people question how. And I don't think you can 
blame inverted commas anyone. I mean, I look at my children. No. They each have a cell phone. Yeah. They know that there's certain things that you do to connect that cell phone to the Wi-Fi at home, and it works. And they're able to message their friends and do TikTok videos and get onto Instagram and share a post on Facebook. They don't really care how it works. They just know that it does. And it's a little bit like you and I. Okay, you're a, a touch older than I am, but I'm, try, I'm trying to think of the technology that was around when I came into the world. When I came, Good example. When I came into the world, television was not brand new, but it was still fairly early in its development. Mm. Uh, I remember having a tiny little black and white TV at home in the UK. It was it was the a very early generation TV set. In fact, I think we probably still have it because my my dad keeps everything. And and so to me, I was born into the world at the time where a television existed. Yes. So I didn't really understand what it was like to to not have that. That was no different to putting on the radio or turning on the heater or getting into a motor car. Imagine 100 years prior to that where television hadn't been invented or oh, that 150 been, years prior to that, yeah, 200 years where there was no motor car. It's witchcraft, man. It would be. You, you, would, yeah. you, you could have burned somebody at the stake Absolutely. for having these moving pictures on a screen. <laughs> so I think depending on where you're born or when you're born, yeah. and, and this now really goes into the spiritual side of things, which we're not going to do on the Malinik Hour. But no, we, we should sometime, though. It's an interesting thing. Do you think you chose when you were born? I would like to think that I had, even though I am not consciously aware of it in this form, on this plane, in this time, I would like to think that I had some influence before coming here. That Right, I'm going. Yes. See you in 100 years. Bye. Down the chute you go. And then, of course, 50 years later, you go, what the hell was I thinking? Jeepers, never again. (laughs) And unfortunately, Alan, if you don't pass this one, you will have to come back. That's a a show for another day. It is a Malinik hour, Alan Malinik in studio. If you'd like to connect with him, I see you do have your phone in your grubby little paws. Telegram is where you'll find Mr. Malinik. You head on to the Malinik hour, M-A-L-L. I-N-I-C-K oh, Malinik Hour yeah. uh, You can hop onto Telegram And you can connect with us there We're going to play a song But have you got a message coming? Yeah, Ness, Ness put something up on the, the uh, that double slit theory That, that wave duality yes, thing Yes, that's it, the double on, slit theory on, yes. the, on the group, yeah So that's it's actually very interesting stuff Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I'm sure somewhere, somehow it can be explained But when you first see what it does and how it does it It's quite incredible It, it is It makes you think It prompts thought And I think that's the most important thing Is to prompt Thought. That's why we're here. Caxton Radio, it's Robin Schultz on the Malinek Hour, and that's called Headlights. Seeing that the nights are drawing in and it's getting dark a whole lot earlier, make sure yours are working and on. Shame, I delivered wood to a chap earlier today. He had a car crash on Monday. Um, he rear-ended someone because they didn't have any lights. Hey, no. Uh, they were driving a, a, a fairly old bucky of some sort, and he was in his nice new bucky, and... Um, it's not new anymore. The next thing, no, shame. <laughs> so he plowed into the back of this thing, and uh, thankfully he's okay. He had his seatbelt on, and the airbags went off. He's, he showed me his wrists and his inner arms, the burn yeah, from yeah. the airbag. Uh, the number of, of yes. people I've seen over the years who've had airbag injuries, yeah. which is obviously a better option than the injury of going through a windscreen sure. or being crushed by a car. But um, yeah. And he was saying he'd, he wasn't traveling particularly fast, probably 40 k's an hour. Right. But he just just managed to smack this car in front of him in a way that triggered the airbags in his car. Yeah. And yeah, he was saying no brake lights, nothing at all. It was during the day. Yep. No brake lights Bang. whatsoever. 
Anyway, that just reminded me because I've just played that Robin Schultz song. It reminded me about airbags. I, I've, I've got a mate that got smacked in the head by an airbag. He, it, the car was stationary. It was switched off. What? Yeah. And he leant in. He opened the passenger door. He leant in, opened up the cubby hole. Uh, to get something out, and as he did that, the the passenger side airbag went off and no. smacked him in the head. Yeah, yeah. Jeepers! Uh, a, a fairly new car. Yeah, I yeah, imagine yeah, of no, some uh, sort. I, yeah, it was a. I think it was a Chrysler. One of these things where you push the button and all the doors open and uh, all the doors close. One of those, you know. So Jeepers. not a, not an old. Uh, that is hectic. I've never heard yeah. of that before. That's yeah. clearly a, a fault that needed to be. Oof. Could you imagine if it went off while you were driving for yeah. no reason? cause you the utmost then it would cause you an accident and when you actually have the, have the accident now you're really stuffed because there's no airbag to come out because it's already come out yeah because it's what caused the accident yeah. why couldn't you see his brake lights well the damned airbag, airbag was, was in, was in the way exactly <laughs> anyway life the universe and everything on this show there you go 42 that's the answer okay well it's close because it's actually 22 which is, is 12 40 so 42 half of 40 close. yeah divided by two and um, I, I see you've brought your notes in and i'm guessing that so far we haven't touched anything on your notes no we were chatting about some of it and i like you know like i was saying i just i had these thoughts yesterday about the the global population and the majority of the global population being less than psychologically optimal because of being hardwired maybe genetically to not be more than they can be and and not um not wanting to be more because of some genetic disposition i find it frightening i don't know if i've mentioned this to you before you need a license for a firearm yes you need a license for a television set you need a driver's license yeah you need licenses well in the past you needed licenses to have a pet <laughs> Yet you can have children and procreate. Absolutely. How many With, times have I said you need you should you should be licensed to breed? You, you should actually and, be and, tested. And I know that that might not be the, yeah. the, the most politically correct thing you're hearing on the radio today. But yeah. part of me honestly believes you should have to undergo a test, just just of the some fact. sort. To procreate. Just the fact that, that political correctness seems to be a thing is, is proof of the fact that people shouldn't be allowed to breed yeah. indiscriminately. It's Honestly. How do we even end up with... How, how is it that people are so offended easily, so easily offended, you know, and talking about political correctness? This is one of the things that comes from indiscriminate breeding and, and interbreeding and inbreeding and just bad genetics. I, I think that the experiment's kind of gone wrong and... We are waiting with you know six six and a half billion lemmings to. We just need a big enough cliff. You know, we all just need to carry on and get just keep off the going, cliff. keep going. Yep, there we go. That's it. Step yeah. this way. Walk right in. <laughs> and come this stand, way. Stand on the trapdoor. Push the red button. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah, but you see, you, you you couldn't be seen to be saying things like that because who's to say that you and I are not in there somehow? I'm building a trapdoor. <laughs> oh, wow, where does it lead? Do you know Alice? Know. Do, you have a, <laughs> do you have a Mad Hatter, or are you the Mad Hatter? I could be, and I don't even play cards. You see, we've gone a full circle. We started off talking about <laughs> Ring a Ring a Rosies. It's the rose petals, and now man. we've gone back to fairy tales. It's There's apparently most of these fairy tales and nursery rhymes. Many of them are based on, on true events and yes. things that happened. Yeah. But a lot of them, if you get into the nitty-gritty of what they're about, yeah. they've got all of these underlying meanings. Yeah. Like, did you know, apparently, I, I, you can verify this with us, please, on Telegram, the Malinic Hour or Caxton Radio, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> is all about cocaine and the seven 
biggest side effects of cocaine. When was when was that all written about? What Snow White and the Seven Dwarves? I don't know. Let me see. That that's an interesting thing because I I remember reading an article and I don't know if it was somebody with a a far more active imagination than you and I have put together. But they were talking about cocaine and and the seven. Uh, behaviors that are associated, most closely associated with somebody who who, who snorts cocaine, hence okay. Snow White, as yeah. you know. Um, dopey, <laughs> sneezy, yeah. grumpy. Uh, what else is there? What are the seven dwarves? Happy, sniffy. Um, but it just it it's it's interesting because if you go into a little bit of digging about famous fairy tales and nursery rhymes. There are some rather staggering meanings behind it. Oh, here we go. Um, I mean, there's the whole theory of, of Walt Disney and who he was as a person. He's yeah. not, a, not a particularly um, favorable gentleman. Well, he wasn't. It would, it would seem not. What have you found? It, I'm, just, I'm scrolling through the results here. It, it seems as though there was a, a 1912 Broadway production, this, this idea, seemingly inspired by the one and only Walt Disney, who gave the dwarves different names in his 1937 animated feature film Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Mm-hmm. So that actually doesn't look like... Uh, that doesn't look like the origin of it. But mm-hmm. it could well be, you know. I we mean, will do a show on that. Fairy tales, nursery rhymes, yes. and their real meanings. Yes. What Broadway play was written? <laughs> oh, yeah, There's something there, Alan. There is uh, something. Yeah. Tell me if you think I'm crazy on Caxton Radio on Telegram or on the Malinic Hour on Telegram. Maybe you think I'm nuts. Maybe it sounds as if I've been. No, I don't think you are. Something. You know what? When you look at when you look at the way human beings, the mythical representation through the ages of various stories or, or, or myths, and the way humans represent experiences and tell stories and try and uh, pass on knowledge and this is this is a very interesting topic the way in which we pass on knowledge to future generations and the the avoidance that we have for it actually where i think the with certain pieces of information there comes a a stage where you realize that putting it on the table blatantly and just stating this is this is it painting a black and white picture um, isn't actually as effective as maybe scaring some people into believing something hmm. you know so I'm pretty sure that you might have something there as far as the the nursery rhymes and, and all of that goes yeah and it's all this um, what's the word um, not deceitful but it's subliminal that's the word I'm hmm. looking for subliminal yeah, I, th- I think there's there's a fair bit of deceit practiced in some of these nursery rhymes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what did that damn wolf do? What did the wolf actually do? You know, he ate um, Granny, didn't he? he? Probably deserved it. Probably couldn't make cake. Who Granny? Yeah, she would have had rose petals in it though, based on where <laughs> she lived. What else is on your menu, sir? Yeah. Well, it was that thing actually. That's that's what I wanted to chat about. Was the the way people, the majority seem to be pushing the planet in a direction because it's it's becoming all too obvious now where it doesn't matter what you look at in terms of television or news or anything on uh, social media on youtube or anything like that it just seems as though the the majority of people are invested in making things go in a direction that doesn't to me seem as though it's going to end well a couple of things to mention about that because you've raised social media 
I was listening to Zina earlier today. She is doing a workshop, a non-profit workshop, and there was a social media expert, and she was basically saying how important it is that every non-profit is connected on social media. And if you're not connected on social media, you should be because you're not going to be able to do this and that and the other. And, And it was just interesting because you are made to feel now, and I'm just using social media as one example, you are made to feel that if you're not on social media, you're missing out. Yeah. And the more people who are telling you you're missing out, the more you feel the need to go onto social media, which in turn fuels the fire exactly. for more people to start saying how F- important FOMO. it is. So, yeah, because if you're not on yeah. social media, exactly, you are going to be missing out. There's all yeah. these opportunities, blah, 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 where if somebody actually stood up and said, you know what, bugger this. Social media is not important. Start speaking with people. Yeah. Live in the real in, world. In the flesh. Exactly. And, and to some extent, yes, with COVID, I yeah. get that that might be happening digitally. Um, I just think that the more people tell us how important something is, the more people start believing how important it is. And yeah. so it's this vicious circle. And I want to give you an example. I spoke about this briefly on my show on Monday. Uh a dear friend of mine, probably my, my best friend, to be honest, his name's Ricardo. He's an air traffic controller. And I spoke to him over the weekend. He was very upset. Um, he lost uh, one of his good friends on Friday in a helicopter accident at the Vol. Oh, the one in the Vol? Yes. Oh, gosh. Okay. Now, he was very good friends with Essie, Essie and his wife, who, who um, Essie and, well, his whole family they're friends with, but it was Essie and Essie's sister who passed away in the helicopter. Uh, but he phoned me and he said, listen, Paul, he said, I've seen this videos doing the rounds. He said the video was taken by very close family friends. They were standing next to the, the, the Marin at the Vol, mm. waiting for Essie to come in and land. Uh, and they were spending the weekend together in his family home at the Vol. So somebody took that footage on their cell phone. They took the video. They filmed exactly what happened, the, mm-hmm. the helicopter crashing. And they didn't share it with anybody. It stayed on their phone. It did not leave their phone. Mm-hmm. Civil Aviation Authority then makes contact with them saying that we are looking for witnesses. We understand that you were there. And they said, well, actually, yes, we've got the video footage. We will send you the video. Yes. So they emailed the Civil Aviation Authority Bang. the video of, of this terrible accident. Now, keep in mind, two people dead, yep. two dogs gone. Yep. This is not just a little bumper bashing on the highway where it's an insurance claim. This sure. is people's lives. Yeah. Do you know that before the family, the other, the, the rest of the family, immediate yes. family, even had any idea that this footage existed, before they'd had chance to mourn, before they'd even really come to grasp what had happened on yeah. Friday evening, because it was about six o'clock, just around sunset. Yeah, it was dusk. Um, that video had gone viral. Yep. All over Facebook, being shared across WhatsApp groups. Yeah. And there's something to be said for this ridiculous urge that humans have to share stuff like this with the aim i think of appearing important it's itself it's ego-based self-aggrandizement that's what it is it's it's needing to put something out there people have gotten trained into this this way of needing to it doesn't matter what the content is. It's they need like, to show it first. It's a bit like deaths. And, and it, I'm sorry, it really drives me mad when, when I hear radio presenters and, and other uh, fairly well-known people 
um, saddened at the news yeah. and posting videos of somebody somewhere who's died. Yeah. Uh, maybe a famous musician or an actor. Why they said. And, and it's all this, yeah. oh, you know, the, the fact that you haven't played a Michael Jackson song on, on your radio show for yeah. the last 10 years, but now Michael Jackson's passed away. Now, all of a sudden, here's an opportunity to, to have this, this tribute. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that we shouldn't acknowledge somebody has passed away, but there's a very fine line between acknowledging and milking it to the point where exactly. you are using somebody else's misfortune yes. to generate a following and that, to get likes and retweets exactly. and clicks. And, it, and it's the same thing with this video to, that was taken of the service, helicopter accident. To service their dopamine addiction. Why That's is what that? it is. Because they're servicing their dopamine addiction. That's what it is. Is that a human? Is that human nature, though? I think it's. I think it's conditioning. I think it's modern human conditioning where we've gotten. You know, a hundred years ago, fifty years ago, even 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 more recently than that, maybe thirty or forty years ago, we used to treat death quite differently. It was a part of life. Now it seems to be a spectacle to be to be made. And to be filmed, to be filmed, um, I see. I see videos. I see horrendous videos on security groups of things that human beings do to other human beings. Horrendous things. And the fact that somebody is filming these things going on without doing anything. without doing a damn thing it drives means me mad. That their mind is so far away from being human. And again, it gets back to what I was talking about just now. This whole genetic thing. And I'm convinced that. They could probably change. They could probably be different. But performing a heinous act against another human being <clears throat> for no good reason, for no justifiable reason to... And let's let's break that down. What would be a justifiable reason? Maybe to well, pr- self-defense. Exactly. Yeah. To protect yourself or, your, your, or somebody look else. At the, look at the school bullying videos that have done the rounds. Yeah. Where, and I know this is a big thing at the moment in, in schools. Bullying is, is not just something to be taken lightly. Like but now you will have a dozen children standing around two kids having an argy-bargy. All filming. And they'll all be filming. Yeah. Nobody will do anything. Right. No one will call a teacher or intervene or call a prefect or, or, uh, or back break in, up. Back in my day, I mean, I, I got bullied a bit at school and we got that stuff sorted out. Because, yeah. And the kids would stand around and no one would interfere. The two kids that were having having the disagreement would have the disagreement and it would get sorted out. And when it was sorted out, it was done. And that was the end of it. Um, where now it does the rounds on WhatsApp for exactly. goodness knows how long and uh, parents exactly. and teachers it wasn't and about creating into it. And exactly. It wasn't about creating the spectacle. It was about actually dealing with the problem and the way human beings should deal with problems. And then it's done. Um, I, I worry that the human race has gone down the wrong path. We've know. lost the plot completely. And we've almost run out of time. Yeah. Look at that. Tempest, Tempest Fugit. Something like that. Mm. It is uh, five to one. Alan joins us in studio uh, between 12 and one every Wednesday. The coaching hour coming up very shortly. If you'd like to connect with Alan, there's an easy way for you to do it. Yes. You can on hop, tele, hop to telegram. telegram. We'll talk about Snow White and such things. Yes. <laughs> but really, let's do that for next week. We should. Put in some research into the hidden meanings behind. And I don't know. I mean, maybe somewhere somebody was bored and they thought, oh, Snow White. Oh, I seven dwarves. But there's more to it than meets the eye. I don't and know. there is normally more to everything than I mean, meets the back eye. Back in 1912, cocaine was a thing. So no, It was very much a recreational. Uh, abs- 
not yeah. to be sniffed at. I don't know about recreational. I think that was in just about everything, you know. You've got a cough. Yeah, sniff this. Or Coca-Cola. <laughs> somebody, yeah. somebody said to me, the soft drink that we have today, Coca-Cola, originally contained cocaine, hence the name Coca-Cola. Did you know that cocoa, cacao, the, the seeds, yes. did you know that those are fermented? I didn't know that they were fermented. Fermented in the sense of f- to f- make chocolate. F- fermented, or? yeah, to turn into cocoa and then through other processes to um, change their chemical structure or t- to then turn into, you know, to be used as chocolate, to extract the, the fats and, and all of that and then to be used as chocolate. So when you say fermented as part of the process? Yeah. Okay, like yeah. you would brew a beer. Or, Pretty, or, yeah, hops or, or fruits, or uh, allow fruit to, or, yeah. Very interesting. That's, that's another interesting thing that we could talk about is is fermented foods and diet and microbiome and digestion and stuff like that. Because that's something that you are now even more aware of than you were before. Very much. Okay. I'm going to the doctor on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. what are you having? A follow up. I'm going to watch oh. her have apoplexy because she doesn't know <laughs> she doesn't know that I'm not taking my meds, my blood pressure meds, no. my cholesterol meds. And don't all tell her. No, I'm not. So don't tell it. Let let <laughs> it not going let to. her do all the tests. <laughs> I, I hope she's not listening to the show right now. <laughs> let your doctor do all the tests, and then once she's given you your really wonderful results <laughs> and told you and told you how proud she is of the fact that you're exactly. taking your tablets every day wait, you wait can drop the bombshell and say um, actually I haven't taken them for the last yeah. six months wait till I tell her how much meat I'm eating oh, you're not supposed to be eating meat oh no I won't ask your doctor's name now you can tell us next week <laughs> it's going to be a hoot man. all of a sudden I'm looking forward to next week's show uh, on that note thank you for joining us in studio indeed